0: Six rounds. TJ Hoshimazod. Yes. Lock it up. Who? What? Uh, TJ, how's Vanilla? Uh, all right. TJ, TJ, who's your mama? Put him on the board. Hoshimazod. Got it. Championship.
1: Hello, you loyal, loyal listeners. Uh, This is the fantasy football show presented by Tap Room Sports and I do want to just start off by again apologizing for last week I was a little under the weather couldn't really get to my computer in order to uh, put together a show for you but uh, to make up for that we're going to come at you again have another good show lined up for the week here um, so let's get let's get rolling right uh, I just want to go over a recap of some fantasy stuff uh, my league in particular uh, just uh, struggle bus dude if you guys are like me you've had a mass a mass amount of injuries i just wanted to use this time real quick to vent my frustrations uh, with my fantasy squad so far this year uh f- started off with having raheem mostert go down after two carries that was fun i've had kittle uh who's missed time and hasn't played well at saquon barkley who uh, was on a snap count uh for the first uh seems like the whole season finally gets going and then someone steps on his foot and then he misses another game It's just been injury after injury after injury and I'm fucking tired of it. I fantasy football, there's one thing you can't account for in fantasy, right? And that's injuries. Uh so it's tough it's tough part of the game. You know what I mean? Like uh the best thing to do is to listen to shows like this. Uh do you take your own advice, do your own little research, um, you know, listen to other shows. So that way you don't just get one opinion. Like I'm one man giving you an opinion, right? Um, what I do in my, even though I do a fantasy show is I do the research myself. I get the numbers and the names of the guys that I think are guys I want to pick up, but I'll listen to other shows throughout the week as well. And just see if I'm, if I'm on, if I'm on it, you know, this show's going to come out Tuesdays. So you're going to get some waiver pickups. You're going to have some booms or busts, but those pickups there you know there could be a developing story with an injury uh that happens uh on a wednesday or thursday keep that in mind you know what i mean like uh you always want to be doing your research it doesn't take long we all go to the bathroom right uh we all uh take breaks from work get online uh you can even do all the espn fantasy app if you don't want to go take too long and you can do some research there just follow the injury reports um it's basically i've been living off the waiver wire this week uh and you know what we're two and four in my uh league of that's worth you know my big money league and uh ironically being two and four i still feel like uh i'm only one game out of the playoffs so uh it's Very competitive 12-team league, not a lot of players available, but uh, we're we're grinding. We're getting back into it. Uh, That's the league I talked about last year uh, on the show, so just wanted to give a quick update and recap on my fantasy situation with that league. It's been miserable, man. Injuries are miserable. It makes playing fantasy football hard. That's why the daily fantasy thing is so nice. Uh, Something that I wish I could do a lot more living in Nevada. It's unavailable. Um, But we're still going to get you that daily fantasy pick at the uh, end of the show. So please stay tuned. Uh, We're averaging over 135 points. I did the math for the last uh, three weeks that we did actually present a a daily fantasy team. Um, So... Keep that keep that ear open put that put it down you know maybe get some money I do need to get a little bit better because it looks like the average money is about 150 so we're just a little behind the ball there but we'll get there but um, well, without further ado man let's get let's get right into it okay uh, I want to go over just some uh not news and notes but just some like big players that had big games last week uh, so before we do that let's talk about uh, week six a little bit. Uh, let's go over. I just want to go over like the top five fantasy performers from last week. Give them their shout out. Um, if you had them on your team and you played them, high five yourself. Uh, one guy who, I mean, you should be number one every week, it seems like, Derrick Henry. Uh, just had a monster game on Monday Night Football. Um, completely single-handedly basically beat the Buffalo Bills, in my opinion. 36.5 points Over 100 yards, 3 tutties uh, The dude's a monster uh, My MVP of the real NFL Is Derrick Henry for the year And uh, that's going to continue And he's just going to put up points He is the only thing going for that Titans offense And what was nice to see This week is they're getting the ball other ways, Throwing the ball of the backfield So I uh, love Derrick Henry going forward Obviously uh, Second in the week was CeeDee Lamb, 36.1 The extra little overtime tetter guy him a, got him a, a huge day. Um, absolutely insane. 150 yards receiving, uh, two touchdowns, nine catches. Just incredible. On a bye this week, too. So make sure you're not using any of your uh, Cowboys players this week. Um, number three is a guy we're going to be talking about later. Uh, Cooper Cup. man, 34 points, uh, two TDs, nine catches, 130 yards. Like He has obviously grown in favor of matthew stafford finally has a quarterback that can get him the ball consistently and it's showing that cup could be the best receiver in the nfl i mean just everyday production the guy i mean probably not like physically he definitely needs a quarterback to get him the ball but what good receiver doesn't have a quarterback get him the ball at the end of the day Uh, and in our first top five of the year we got leonard fournette huh thursday night lenny uh, that was just kind of a nice surprise. Uh, he had two tutties, 81 yards rushing. Even was getting the ball through the air, six catches, 46 yards. Basically just said, Ronald Jones, you're no longer on the roster. Feel free to take a bent, take a seat. We'll only use you when Fournette gets tired and he can't breathe. So feel free to just, you know, hang out. Don't worry about playing in the game. Uh, and just we'll just give the ball to Fournette, which really at the end of the day, uh, he was a workhorse in Jacksonville. It was just a matter of him learning the offense. And once he figured out that offense, you knew this was going to take off like Fournette is a plug and play every week no matter who you're going against I would be putting Fournette in my lineup every week and last we're going to talk about two players real quick uh just because they're five and six uh but Adam Thielen and Jalen Waddle. uh Th- Thielen had 29.8 Waddle had 29 even uh Waddell looks like he's got that connection with Tua uh so if you have Waddle and you haven't been playing him just because it's kind of hit and miss uh we're gonna I'm gonna go into like a little segment here about rookies uh when we get into the next uh next segment but Right now is the time to start really figuring out what your rookies can do for you now that we're about five, six games through the year. Um, some teams have only played five because of the bye, but um – um that's what we learn, man. This is where we learn what they can do, who they are. And it looks like Waddle is definitely the number one option in Miami. And Miami stinks. So they're going to be in close games, I think, quite a bit. The defense is still pretty solid, but they do give up points. Uh, and the offense is terrible. Like, they don't run the ball to their best player, Miles Gaskin. Uh, they had 20 rushing attempts against a Jacksonville defense that has more holes in it than Swiss cheese. It was unbelievable the game plan that Miami thought they were going to go in and win with. But that just benefits a guy like. Like jalen waddle uh so definitely want to iterate if you have him play him Uh, and Adam Thielen man like even being the second guy now in Minnesota still getting the production done he's still their red zone target um I think the fact that Jefferson is on the other side just benefits him even more like when they had Stefan Diggs Thielen was always the number two option and was always getting the ball anyway so um definitely loving Thielen obviously if you have him you're playing him every week so I'm not really telling you anything special right but I just wanted to point out that those guys have big games um yeah so that's just kind of like a little recap i want to kind of go to do that you know because we always talk about what's next what's next but we don't appreciate what just happened if these guys made an impact for your team and like were they you know because when we play fantasy like we're always looking for the next thing right like you're never satisfied with what you have and sometimes you just got to be happy with what you got man and that's not just fantasy but in life in general i uh, just hop it on my soapbox there for a little bit but you know just remember we only get one life. You only get one fantasy team. Uh, so make it happen, you know. Um Anyways, we're just going to move on from that little moment, uh, but uh, we're going to move into the next uh, topics. You guys already know the drill, where we're going to go with for the rest of the show. Uh, next uh, segment is going to be your uh, waiver wire pickups. The guys that I think should be on your team for at least this week, some even for a couple weeks later, I try to get you some guys that are more than just a one-week option. Uh, and then sec- segment number two will be uh, our booms and busts, which guys I think you should play, which guys I don't think you should Play um, just giving you some options here. Uh, again, if you want to know more or if you have questions about your specific roster, hit me up at Eddie underscore TSP on Twitter. Uh, ask the questions. Uh, if you don't want to post it to me, you can send it in DM. Uh, I'll make sure I bring it up on the show uh, and I'll respond to you on Twitter too. Straight up. So uh, just remember at Eddie TSP, Eddie underscore TSP. Excuse me, uh, and get those questions out to me. Let me know and I'll I'll do my best to help you out. Uh, Um, but without further ado, uh, we're going to take a a minute just to uh, pay the bills and we will be right
0: back. It's NFL season and that means it's time to gamble on football. Don't worry about spending endless nights researching games. We've got you covered. I'm big ball and Ben Larson.
1: And I'm Jordan
0: stacks on stacks on stacks,
1: lads. And I'm steady Eddie Martin. And we are the APR Podcast.
0: Join us every Thursday morning as we dive in and handicap every game of the upcoming week. Impress your friends and family with your newfound knowledge of NFL football. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll see you all there.
1: I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico.
0: Down here, it's usually Lamar Jackson time on some sort of a quarterback keeper.
1: He gives it to Le'Veon Bell, and Le'Veon Bell going to walk into the end zone from two yards out. all right let's get into the waiver pickups i know this is what uh you guys all came to listen to uh it's a very important part of the fantasy team a uh, fantasy week right gotta find some injury replacements gotta find some pickups gotta find some guys that might help you in the future so we're going to start with a guy that i think is going to help you for the rest of the year and that's rashad bateman rashad bateman has been out um on injury pretty much all season made his nfl debut last week and to be honest with you he looked pretty good um the nice thing is is that he is a piece that I think the Baltimore Ravens were kind of missing and he was that possession receiver. Um yeah, he only had 4 catches for 29 yards, but remind you, it's his first game. He had an interception that went through, kind of he wasn't ready for, which they'll get on that, get on page a little bit more. The more he gets some work uh with Lamar, um but he's a possession guy at least that's the way it looks so far uh in baltimore uh they don't have that they have the big threat with uh hollywood brown they got mark andrews who is you know starting to get a lot more attention probably because he's had two good games in a row and more of like a red zone target guy but i think uh bateman's going to be a a 20 to 20 guy and when i say that is he's going to get most of his work from inside the 20s so from to his own 20 to the up other side of the 20. Um, four catches for his NFL debut isn't bad, uh, and I think that's just going to progress. The also, the nice thing is that he had 22% of the target share. Uh, now, they did only throw the ball 25 times, so that's, you know, t- take it for what it's worth, I guess, but Ravens offense starting to look like it's getting together. Uh, Lamar's, uh, still struggling on the little deep ball, but he's getting, getting better. And you guys know that I'm a big Lamar hater. So, um, but Bateman's going to be that kind of seven to ten yard route, uh, running slants ends, you know, comebacks, getting the first downs, things like that. Uh, I think for PPR standards, he's probably going to start creeping up into that five catches for 60 yards, uh, six catches for 70. And he has the big play potential. Uh, He can still break one, uh, which we will see as he gets further along. And he's available in over 80% of fantasy leagues right now, which is crazy to me, Um, especially because like receiver, if you're in these deeper leagues, it is getting a little thin out there. You're kind of looking for the, the injury, you know, someone to come back from an injury or something like that Uh, the Ravens don't have much you know besides the two that I mentioned Uh, they also have uh, Sammy Watkins but what do we know about Watkins really it's kind of hit and miss with him Uh, so I definitely think that uh, Bateman's not only good for now but uh, he can be good uh, in the future and if you're looking for a pickup for next week uh, they do have a matchup against the Bengals uh, which Bengals aren't terrible uh, don't have a terrible secondary only a allowed six touchdowns um through the air this year but they are giving up more points to wide receiver twos than they are to wide receiver ones so just something to kind of keep an eye out uh, and take a look at for bateman uh, in the future another player that i want to talk about um is this is a injury related pickup um i i think for the next three weeks he'll be pretty good um and that's Demetric felton now a lot of people you're going to listen to shows this week and they're going to be talking about to ernest johnson that he's the pickup he's there you know he's their back but the thing is, is that chubb now that hunt is out for the next three weeks i guarantee you that chubb comes back and plays on thursday i have no proof of that um i have nothing that's says that he's playing uh, but I believe because the fact that Hunt's out that he knows he needs to come in and play so that'll probably be what happens Um, and if that is the case then Dernish Johnson's never going to see the field he's their uh, first and second down uh, backup right where Felton he's their pass catching uh, running back uh, out of the backfield Uh, this week um, when Hunt went down, I think it was like third quarter, middle of third quarters when Hunt went down uh, on a non-contact injury, by the way. That sucks uh, for Kareem Hunt owners out there, but uh, you know, he still outproduced Johnson Johnson only had one carry uh he had seven yards on the carry I think it was um I mean they were losing pretty big so you can't really blame him for not getting the ball but uh Felton's there is their, their pass catching back out of the backfield this is really what Hunt is when Chubb's healthy um And Felton had two catches for 14 yards. You know, not like huge numbers, obviously, but that game was a blowout. And they they could tell that the Browns had kind of given up. But I think going forward, that Felton of the two is probably going to get more play, get more run. Um, Something that you guys should keep an eye out. Again, this is like, 12 team 14 team leagues where you're just struggling because kareem hunt went down i think felton can get you in there and maybe if you have a bye week somewhere and you just had to play him you could play him and you know get you that eight to ten points i wouldn't expect him to have like huge numbers though i'm not saying felton's going to like change your season or anything like that but i think he could be a decent band-aid uh if you're just in such deep leagues that running backs are non-existent which is pretty much every league that i'm in even 18 18 leagues so um, being that he's the second, the pass-catching back and, like I said, Chubb's probably going to play, uh, I would definitely go with Demetric Felton as a pickup for the Browns out of their backfield. And I already mentioned the Ravens earlier, but there's another guy in Baltimore that uh, you guys might want to look at. Again, this goes back to the running back position where there's just not a lot of talent available. That's Le'Veon Bell, man. Le'Veon Bell uh, is – probably going to take into a two back system with Murray. Uh they look like they that's kind of where they were leaning. Um they probably don't like uh though that probably, but they haven't been playing uh, I forget his name, I believe it's Johnson, the rookie running back that had the great week one against the Raiders. He hasn't been getting as much run um and uh, Levion Bell got a touchdown last week. Um I think Murray's going to kind of be your your bruising back, kind of like short yard situations. You know, first down, change of pace. But I bet you Le'Veon gets involved in the passing game. Uh, He's probably going to be a back that uh, is going to get more work out of the backfield through the air. Um, He's not going to be Le'Veon Bell in Pittsburgh and never will again. All right, so let's not get crazy and think that Le'Veon Bell is going to be the man. But at this point in the year, if you need a running back because Kareem Hunt's out and Felton you don't feel like is a guy that you can uh, rely on. And you need someone that you can plug in and play and you can probably get good Production. I think that's going to be him this week. Um, not only this week, but going forward as the season goes on, Bell's going to get more work in the offense, and he's going to keep. Going. They don't have to worry about a guy coming back uh, and taking his spot, right? Bell's going to be that guy going forward. They obviously want to get him involved. They picked him up for a reason. They're getting him more work for this reason, and I definitely think. That going forward, you can look for Le'Veon Bell to get more and more production, more and more touches, maybe on like the 10 to 15 touch category, but if four or five of those are receptions out of the backfield, I mean, that's five points right there, not to mention what he gets you um, after, and he always has that possibility of getting in the end zone, Um, so... Le'Veon Bell, for me, is a guy that I've already put a waiver claim in for. Uh, I'm definitely going to be trying to pick him up. Just for even the fact that like week 13, week 14, he's still going to be an option for you. And to have a guy that you could pick up this late in the year uh, that can actually be used later in the year, I think is huge. You have to kind of go that route, in my opinion. Um, So Le'Veon Bell is definitely a guy that you should be picking up. Probably the number one pickup. Uh, Him and... um, Rashad Bateman but another guy I want to give in and it's only going to be four players this week I'm cutting it down from the six just so I can get more in depth and more into the players that we want to get into is Amon St. Brown. Uh, Amon St. Brown is on a bad Detroit Lions team but when a bad Detroit Lions team comes around that means you have opportunities in the passing game. Uh, they're going to be down in a lot of games they're going to have to throw to come back in a lot of games and Amon St. Brown is really really starting to become a really Really good weapon for jared goff um this is and i mentioned earlier in the show we were going to talk about rookies right uh we're going to talk about like this is where you kind of learn what the rookies are and what they aren't who's going to be valuable who's not uh what their role is for each team like if you look at Najee harris his role is you have to do everything right he's an everyday player Rashad bateman looks like he's going to be a possession receiver we mentioned it earlier um Jamar Chase, he's their big play guy. They're looking for him to go deep. I mean, you could kind of even put the rookies from last year that didn't get the opportunities like a Henry Ruggs uh, into this conversation because this is technically their first year, in my opinion, just because last year was so strange, right? Um, and you got Henry Ruggs who's turning into that deep, deep ball threat in, in Vegas uh, and getting, getting plays downfield. So, um, but back to Amon St. Brown, uh, his role is growing. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and he's a solid pickup. He's on 80%, he's on the field for 80% of the passing plays. just meaning that when they run a passing play 80% of the time he's out there, that's third highest on the lions right now. Uh, and he's turning into like a kind of a, a safe option for Jared Goff. Um, he's averaging seven targets in his last three games, uh, which is pretty solid. And he's kind of turning those uh, targets into catches, he's only had one non-reception the last three weeks, um, per game. So out of those seven targets, he's catching at least six of them. Um, And last week he had, I think, 80 yards, seven catches, or maybe even six catches for 70 yards, something like that. Good for 13 points. And he hasn't found the end zone yet, right? The Lions aren't going to get in the end zone very often, though. So that's kind of the one worry I have with St. Brown is you're not going to get that touchdown percentage. But, again, it's kind of like in the same category as Bateman. I think you're going to have a lot of that 20-20 player. uh, Inside from 20 to the other 20, he's going to get some work. Third and shorts, he's going to get work um they don't really have many options in detroit let's be 100 percent real um as far as like downfield they have terrell williams if he ever plays again the guys hurt all the time um so yeah they i mean tj hawkinson he can't get open when they're triple covering him because there's no one else to worry about they're throwing to deandre swift all the time and eventually they're going to start double teaming swift and hawkinson and it's going to be having to basically forcing receivers to make a play uh st brown's going to be that guy i think he's going to emerge as a good number one option uh for jared goff here in detroit um and to be honest, I think I'm on St. Brown is also another guy you could pick up now. Only owned in thirteen percent of fantasy leagues right now, and you can put him into your lineups here with some bye weeks coming up. You can put him into the lineup and in like a playoff even situation if you needed to. If you have players that have already clinched and they're not playing, you know um, that's something we got to keep an eye out. You know, as the season goes on, if you're in that playoff run, you need to be able to pick up guys that are going to still be playing in games week 13 week 14 week 15 I know it's beneficial to everybody that there is now a week 18 Uh, that's fantastic because it's going to turn fantasy playoffs a little different but at the same time man we got to start paying attention to picking up players that are not on playoff teams uh, that are not on these dominant teams that will be running away with their divisions and probably clinching it and I think Amon St. Brown is definitely that guy Uh, so just to recap your four um, players on the waiver wire that I think you need to be putting some some uh, waiver tags in for him. I'm going to actually rank them from top to bottom. Number 1 is going to be Amon St. Brown. Number 2, Le'Veon Bell. 3, Rashad Bateman. 4, Demetric Felton. And like I said, Felton more just speak for the next 3 weeks, I think he's going to be a pretty solid player um overall for those 3 weeks that we have coming up. Do you like
0: sports? Yeah. Do you like beer? While well, the perfect podcast exists for you, tune in every Monday as I, Jordan, stacks on stacks on stacks, lads, and me, Big Ball and Ben Larson, as we recap the weekend sports, preview upcoming games, and review quality craft brews on the Taproom Sports Podcast. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast fixed, visit taproomsportspodcast.com for more info.
1: Derek Waller, that's the guy that you really have to be concerned with. Four of the first five plays have been running plays. Where do they go on third and two? Carr looking to throw. Deep shot. Brooks is down. All right, that's, uh, that gets us through the uh, waiver pickups, and we're going to move on into um, the booms or bust segment of the show. So uh, let's get into it. This segment was actually a lot harder to do for me this week uh, than it has in the past because um, I think a lot of, there are a lot of weird matchups going on in the NFL this week. There's not a lot of opportunities for, like, big, big games, big blowouts, things like that because you have, like, for example, the Chiefs, right, they have an opportunity against – The Texans, not Texans, the Titans. Excuse me. And in retrospect, you would look at the Titans and say they have a big opportunity against the Chiefs. But the problem is Tannehill can't throw the fucking ball. The guy stinks. So you don't really have an option with Julio or AJ Brown there. Uh, But you do have Derrick Henry. But we're not going to talk about Derrick Henry because obviously that dude's going to go off every week. So like, it's just an interesting week coming up. Um, So we're going to start with my two booms, two busts. We got four again, uh, down from the normal six, but uh we'll just stick to four just because uh, we try to keep the show around a certain amount of time um so and again if you want if you have more questions you want to reach out to me to ask me about matchups that you see if you have two receivers that you think you want to compete who do you want to play eddie underscore tsp on twitter at eddie underscore tsp uh but for the first player that we're going to talk about and this is on the boom side we're talking tim patrick for the denver broncos now the Browns' secondary is awful. They're allowing the tw- they are 29th in the league against opposing wide receivers, uh, meaning that. They give up the 29th most, or the third most, excuse me, fantasy points against the opposing receivers. And the other thing, too, is Teddy Bridgewater is still slinging it. Um, Now, he had a pretty rough game against the uh, Raiders on Sunday. But in all fairness, he had no time to throw. He was getting lit up on every play. um, And it just got rough for him. But Patrick still had a a good game he had three catches, 60 yards and a touchdown. So it's not like he didn't get involved still. And the Broncos have this thing where they like to come back at the end of games and make them try to make them close. Um, but more importantly, he's going up against the Browns secondary. Um, and I can also see like the Broncos thinking that they need to make a big change and throwing Drew Locke in there. And if they throw Drew Locke in there, I think that just benefits the um, Broncos uh, receiving core because Teddy does like to check down. He likes to throw to his uh, – his tight ends he likes to make the safe play but lock will go out there and try to make the big plays um and for you know receivers that's always that's always better you're going to get more yards and more opportunities that way um but the broncos you know they're not good you know let's just be real um it's going to be a very interesting game this week uh going against the browns um I could see a lot of three and outs for Cleveland. I could see like a lower scoring game, but Tim Patrick's more of the possession receiver uh, in Denver. Uh, he hasn't, he's only had one game this year, um, fantasy wise, under uh, double digits. So that's already a positive there. And he's only uh, projected to get around nine, nine and a half this week. I think he definitely goes over that. So I would definitely say Tim Patrick is a boom for this week. And now the next guy I want to talk about, another boom, uh, is going to be Demarcus Robinson uh, over in Kansas City. He was on the field for 75% of the passing plays uh, on the season. Um, And he finally got in the end zone last week. Uh, And I I mentioned it just now. They're playing against a Titans secondary. They gave up almost 400 yards to the Buffalo Bills. They only had three healthy DBs uh, going into this week. It's a short week on top of that. And let's not forget, the Titans lost to the fucking Jets, dude. Like If you lose to the Jets, you're – you're on that level of like Tua. Uh, like, there's like my my bottom pedigree of NFL players, and you have or in in the NFL, you have Tua Tungavailoa, Urban Meyer, and the fucking Titans. They fucking stink. Now. They are 4-2 and because Derrick Henry is a monster, but that defense stinks, Uh, and this could be a game of the two worst defenses in the NFL, Um, and all the focus is going to be on Hill and Kelsey, as we always know, so Robinson's going to have that one-on-one, and I think he actually has a breakout game, probably gets into that 17-point mark um, for this week, Uh, and he's probably a guy that you are going to need to play because of some bye weeks, so don't be afraid to throw Demarcus Robinson in there, don't be worried about another matchup that you may have that might be better i think demarcus robinson is the play this week and he's going to be the number two option uh sammy watkins is what is he is what he is right you don't know i don't even think i don't know if he's exactly healthy uh, at the time of recording this podcast what his uh, health is uh and josh gordon isn't going to be ready yet um for kansas city so definitely throw throw him out there um That is another boom I got for you. So my two booms, just to recap, Tim Patrick, Demarcus Robinson. Again, we don't want to go over the big players and booms because obviously a uh, an Adams and, um, you know, players like that. It's obvious, like a Patrick Mahomes. That just sounds stupid to, like, have you guys listen to something like that. Uh, but a guy that this is going to be an interesting, it might be the first time he's on my bus list, uh, of all time. Uh, and that's Kyler Murray. And I know what you're thinking, not a fucking chance. He's going against the fucking Texans, who could be the worst team in football. And, I agree with you I agree with you on that but hear me out this is why I'm afraid of Kyler Murray this week two reasons one, Kyler and the Fou- and the Cardinals, excuse me, love playing down to competition. We talk about it on APR. If you want to hear more about it, I'm sure Jordan's going to bring this up uh, on the show on Thursday. Um, they always play down, right? They're a team that plays up to their opponents and plays way down to their opponents. Just look at what they did in Jacksonville. But the other thing is, is let's say they decide that they weren't going to play down and they're just going to come out and just. You know, be the Cardinals that they're supposed to be. They could be up twenty-eight nothing by halftime. So now you're only getting Kyler Murray playing for a half because the boy was a, a better opportunity to rest a guy who's a little banged up. You know, got a little shoulder injury. Uh, he he runs all the time so they got to find ways to rest him and what better than to play him a half and just sit him and watch the team you know go to town um he could have big points but you're kind of banking at that point on kyler getting you 25 to 30 points in a half and i just i don't know if that's that's reasonable uh i can see them benching kyler halfway through the game because they're up 35 nothing you know what i mean like this isn't going to be a close game the Cardinals are going to absolutely destroy the Texans. I, don't, I mentioned that the whole playing down thing. I don't think that's necessarily going to be an issue. But I'm worried about as they bench him for the second half of the game, and you're only getting one half out of Kyler Murray, and you're not going to get that 21 points, 22 points projected that you're going to get. You'll probably be more in like the 15 to 17 range. So for that reason, Kyler Murray, for the first time ever, is on the bus list. And lastly, this might go for the rest of the year until he's back, but I'm putting the entire Seahawks offense on the bus list. The entire offense. They couldn't do anything against the Steelers in that first half, and they got lucky in the sense that they were able to run the ball. right? They started getting to run the ball, and they started pounding the rock a little bit, and it opened up everything else for Geno. But Geno Smith stinks, dude. Like They're talking about bringing in Cam Newton and that's never good if you know for a um for an offense when you're bringing in a guy who has no practice with the team to kind of take over for a quarterback that's been there um i i i I can't believe you can't get the ball to tyler lockett two catches last week two catches he almost cost me in my fantasy league um and to be honest he had a completion in overtime um one catch like 20 yards to him i'm so glad he did that because he got me the dub but at the same time you can't get the ball only two times to lock it it might be a good day for metcalf because metcalf just seems to get open and that's fair maybe you could take metcalf out of the entire seahawks offense. but that team stinks dude like the whole team itself is not good And they're going to start coming back to earth a little bit. They got lucky and played against a terrible Steelers team uh, who shit the bed there. Uh, But going forward, I don't have any faith. And on top of that, they're playing the Saints. And the Saints have made very good offenses, Green Bay in particular, look very pedestrian um, against this defense. They still have a solid defense, still have a good pass rush. Seahawks have no blocking. They still have a good run game, and that was the only – run defense, excuse me, and that was the only reason why the Seahawks were able to get the ball uh, moving even last week was started giving the ball to Collins, and Collins is now hurt. Collins is questionable already going into the game. So who are you going to give it? To DJ Dallas? Like, DJ Dallas almost got cut. And now he's your starting running back behind this terrible offensive line with no weapons on the outside. Clear that Russell Wilson is that good of a player to make this team any good. Um, I am putting the entire Seahawks offense on the bus list. And taking out uh, Metcalf because he is just that guy. Um, so, recapping, we had Tim Patrick a boom, Demarcus Robinson a boom, Kyler Murray a bust, and the entire Seahawks offense, except for Metcalf, as a bust. All right, it's that final segment, and this is my daily fantasy picks for the week. I know this is what you guys really tuned into the show for. You want to hit that daily fantasy, and I apologize for not getting that to you last week. But I think we have a banger this week. Uh, I can't understand how I got this team under the cap, Uh, but here we are. So we have starting a quarterback in a revenge game, Matthew Stafford against the Detroit Lions in L.A., he's going to have he's going to have himself there um picked him up uh, i think he's the Thirty-one bucks, so it was like not the highest-paid quarterback, but um, still pretty up there. And we're gonna go in that same game, and we're gonna take Daryl Henderson Jr., who's just been going off lately. Like he's been getting touchdowns, to getting the ball to him in the air. He's just kind of turning into an all-around back. He's averaging like 15 to 17 points the last two or last three weeks, excuse me. Uh, since coming back from being injured, so Daryl Henderson's a must. And we're gonna throw in Chubble Hubbard. Chubba Hubbard and you know he's still got the uh, offense on lock and he's going against the Giants which is beneficial uh, the Giants defense stinks they can't stop the run they can't stop the pass uh, they have decent corners so they're able to like kind of lock down their corners but Hubbard's a running back and he ain't going to be on no corners he's going to be on those slow slow white uh, linebackers that they got there so we're going to stick with Chubba Hubbard as our running back and I mentioned him earlier in the show but Jalen Waddle is becoming the number one option there and then uh, my Miami. Miami stinks. Tua stinks, but they're going against Atlanta, who also stinks. Uh, This could be a game of uh, high points, Um, big shootout game for both teams, and Waddle's going to have at least, you know, eight to ten catches. He's got to get in the end zone, though. It's very important that Waddle gets in the end zone for us this week, Uh, and then we're going to go back to that uh, Rams-Lions game, and we're going with Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup's a monster, best receiver in the NFL right now as far as fantasy goes, in my opinion. Uh, I feel like he averages 30 points a week, always get in the end zone. So you're gonna get that double dip there with Stafford and Cup, and I think it's gonna be quite nice. Uh, and then and white and this is the crazy thing is I got Brandon Cooks here, and Brandon Cooks has is the only thing worth a damn in Houston Mills loves throwing him the ball he's getting at least 18 points a week it feels like he's their only option and the Cardinals like I mentioned are probably going to be up 35 nothing at one point so he's going to get all the targets in the world he wants against a prevent defense we all know the Cardinals will play it and there, it's where we're going we're taking Brandon Cooks uh, as our third wide receiver at a steal it's like 18 bucks uh, to throw Brandon Cooks on the roster so um, even even if you don't roll with all my picks definitely make sure you're looking at brandon cooks this week um we're going to go to tight end. We're going to take the newly acquired Zach Ertz uh, going to play his first game with the Cardinals. Uh, i just looking for him in the red zone. That's really all I'm looking for. Give me a touchdown. Give me two. I think even if they take Kyler out, Zach Ertz won't be a guy that they take out because they want to get him involved in the offense. Um, so look for Zach Ertz to have a decent game. And then uh, in my flex uh, position, we are taking Cordero. Patterson, Uh, The guy's just been an absolute stud uh, in fantasy this year. Seems to be the number one option in uh, Atlanta as of right now. I know Calvin Ridley's coming back, so it's going to take less pressure off the coverages that he's going to see. I can see Cordell Patterson having a big game this week against that Miami defense. Uh, And lastly, we're going with the Raiders' D. Uh, Raiders' defense last week had five sacks, not to mention four turnovers, three picks, one fumble recovery. Uh, They got after the Denver Broncos And they're going against a worse offensive line this week In Philly Uh, Philly is known for You know getting down getting down getting down and then coming back and making it look good at the end with fantasy points Um, But the Raiders they can get pressure without blitzing I've told you that millions of times that can leave leave players open to spy on hurts That's going to leave players open in coverage downfield And they only have to worry about Devontae Smith And I think Casey Hayward is going to do a phenomenal job on covering him So definitely look for the Las Vegas Raiders defense to be that workhorse and you get him cheap this is why I keep picking them. I can get them for 10 bucks, 11 bucks. And that puts that much more money into, um, my, uh, my rostered other players since Stafford and cup that I was able to select. Um, that's the daily fantasy roster that's the one that's going to win you money that's the one i'm rolling with this week uh, so yeah that's the show guys uh and gals even you know um i definitely want to say real quick i do appreciate everyone that tunes in and listens to the show every week i know that the consistency hasn't uh been there um all year i'm working on that uh trying to figure out you know the new job that i just got uh, with the uh, podcast life but we're getting there and i want to get you guys those get you guys that insight site uh get you guys uh you know cruising for your games here this week so um again this is uh Raider Ready uh here on the Taproom Sports Podcast Network before we sign off though I do want to mention that the network's giving a doing a little giveaway it's kind of like our one year like thank you to all the fans out there you guys are the reason we do this um if it wasn't for the listeners we would we wouldn't there would be no point for us to come out here and talk um We've seen an increase in our listeners from last year to this year. Uh, it keeps steadily going up on all of our shows. So our giveaway that we're giving out, we have an autographed helmet. What is the helmet? I have no idea. I haven't seen what the helmet is. We haven't, we're going to do an unboxing, uh, November 1st on our Instagram. So the way to enter is you go on our Instagram, on our Twitter page, and you tag three friends, like, and subscribe, um, to both. And, uh, i think that's pretty much it i'm sure there's something else that i'm I'm missing out Uh, but you can add in there that you heard about the contest through the fantasy show if whatever you win i will also throw in some merch on top of that um just another way for me to say uh, thank you so um yeah i think the first place is the helmet um second place is devour bought 50 gala gift card to devour i believe and uh third place is going to be it's just some merch and i'll double that merch if you get third don't really care um but we guess you know that's that's the show uh we're gonna kick off uh week number seven the right way getting our fantasy lineup set up um and uh yeah i appreciate y'all I really do. It means the world to me that people actually give a shit what I think about fantasy football. Um, And I definitely don't want to let you guys down. So uh, for Raider Ready, this is the Taproom Sports Podcast Network. And we will catch you guys next week. Don't forget, get your bye weeks coming up. Change your lineups. Make sure you tell someone you love them. I'll talk to you later.